Hey there, I'm Stephanie, the Inspirationist, and welcome to my podcast on today. As I always say, I go directly to my topic. I don't linger uh, <clears throat> linger on in anything. My topic today is titled The Revenge of Love versus Hate. The Revenge of Love versus Hate. Love is a universal word that's taught in many religions, languages, spiritual connections, and environments. But there's a thin line between love and hate, which is common in relationships, specifically in family units, friendships, co-workers, and congregants or church members. There's a thin line between love and hate. There's a story about David and Goliath. That's a pretty... Everyone, pretty pretty much a lot of people know about that story because um, whether they were in church or out of church, it's a pretty prominent story. <clears throat> but David and Goliath is prominent and has been talked about in the church as well as the secular platforms too. But there was another person in that whole scene of, of David's life and Goliath. Uh, there's another person that was a part of that setting name was Saul. David and Saul's relationship was an example of love versus hate. Most of which of that was Saul that struggled with love and hate toward David. But there are three words that stood out to me about Saul and David's relationship. There are three words, love, hate, and jealousy. Let's kind of look at those words a minute. Saul, he loved David out of convenience, what David can do for him. Saul was tormented by an evil spirit. And when he was unrest and having his attacks or his his, uh, uh, evil spirit were attacking him and the spirit was not at rest, he would call David in to minister him with the music, to play the music um, that would calm him down. Music is something that music does calm. It is very calming, and we know that. Those of you that are listening to music, we, I see a lot of different types of um, social uh, pages that are out that are uh, exemplifying just simply music, calming music to listen to to calm the anxiety, to calm the stress down. It's 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 uh, it's pretty prominent today. But he that was. Saul used that, used David, that part of David's gift for his own convenience. But Saul was also, he was threatened and hated the gifts and talents that David possessed, specifically the battles David had won, including the one where he killed the giant. God gave David strategies how to overcome his enemy. David had already prepared. One thing I like about this, this, when I read about David, and I want to take this part of David, and I want to encourage people on this part. David went through a a state of preparation when he was uh, taking care of sheep, and he learned how uh, God taught him how to kill off the bears and the, the, the bigger animals that tried to 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 uh, attack the sheep and the bible says that 
he learned he did it with his bare hands. Killed a bear with his, can you imagine that? With his bare hand. Not knowing that he was in training for this time that he's living in right here, right there, right now, what we're talking about. Not knowing that. But it was the women of the city that bragged about David as after he came in that he battled, came in from a battle, him and Saul, and they bragged about how victorious David was and how he murdered, killed more than than David. He was more of a uh, 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 accomplished more than than Saul. I'm sorry, that David accomplished more and Saul, uh, more than Saul in the battle. He was jealous of David's success. Saul was, and he was afraid of the spirit of God in David. He was jealous of him, but yet he was afraid of the spirit of God in him, in David. The Bible says jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath most vehement flame. Jealousy drove Saul to seek to kill David. We see where family members are killing one another, co-workers, are killing people at their jobs. But I've seen more murders take place in the churches, and that is a major concern to me when I see murders that are taking place in the churches because that's a sacred place. It's supposed to be a safe place, a safe haven. It's a place where God's presence should be dwelling. It's a place where we can walk in the authority of Christ and we could take control over the spirits that come in there, whether it is a murderous spirit. So it makes me question It makes me question the level of spirituality, of understanding, of of the the authority that they have. I know many churches are are playing today. They're not even being real for God. So they become susceptible or open themselves up to these things happening. But it's very troubling to me to see more murders take place in churches than I've seen in my lifetime. Hatred is on the rise and that's because of the shifting happening in worldwide. It's worldwide. As we're met with daily controversial, conflicting, and confusing demands, people are just confused. And that's what drives people to revenge, love, and hate. I've had conversations with people about their conduct as it relates to to divisive intents and motives to break apart what God has ordained, and that is family, the family unit. But their perception of my intent, my intent was not received. My intent was to encourage them to, hey, look, hold on, wait a minute, no, you know, let, let me bring something to your attention. Maybe you need to check this out or check that out about yourself we don't want you bringing in any type of divisive stuff that's going to divide and separate hold on their their perception of my intent was not received it wasn't received and I became a villain I don't mind being a villain I do not mind being a villain just simply telling the truth it got to the point where my presence when in my presence they would ignore when I approach to just cordially speak and say, hi, how are you doing? They would ignore me, begin to make false statements and accusations behind my back. That doesn't bother me. I don't care. 
because why? I tried to plant the seed of love so that it will, so that with the intent to destroy the hate that was trying to infiltrate their lives. But the question is this, how do we love someone that refuses to accept our love? How did David have to simply love Saul knowing that he was using him for convenience and he refuses to accept his love? How are you to love someone that all you do is try to keep peace and yet they are refusing to accept your love? How do we love them? Here we go. Number one. Accept it and don't force it. Don't force yourself on them. Accept the fact of where they at and do not force yourself on them. See beyond their external behavior. You got to see beyond that external. What's on the outside? It's more deeper than that. There are many variables that trigger hatred, jealousy, strife, and envy. And trying to understand those whys, it can drain and deplete you. So accept it and don't force yourself on them. And sometimes it drains and depletes you into their condition. In other words, they want to pull you down with them. And sometimes that's their intent is to pull you down to their level. They don't want to let go of it. They don't want to let go of the hatred. They don't want to let go of it. They rather, they love just mesmerizing in their, in their, their misery. You can't help them. Accept them where they are. Okay, that's your choice. You've chosen to to dwell on that hatred. You've chosen to keep strife and envy and jealousy going on. Accept it. And don't force yourself on them. Listen at this. They simply don't know how. They don't know how. And we're not taught to love. There are so many people that don't know love and we're not taught to love. There was no taught. They were not taught in the home to love. They don't know how to love nobody. People are very complex. Now I've seen this happen. I've seen those who were who experienced extremely extremely chaotic environments. I've seen those have, that have experienced an extreme chaotic environment. But they chose to love. Many times, sometimes people, they switch it. They may be brought up in this type of environment and they don't want to go that way. So they make a conscious decision. I'm not going to live this hatred that I've seen operating in my home between my, my mother, my father, my siblings. I refuse to do that. So I'm going to go this way. It's a choice. I hear people a lot of times that ask God, God, help me to do this. God, help me to do this. God, help me to do this. Just make it your choice to do it. Tell yourself, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to start doing it. I also have seen people who were who experienced loving environments that choose to hate. There are so many different variables when we talk about love and hate. And I can go into this love and hate spiel. I can go into that. I could take it into a whole week or two study about that. But I'm going to leave this right here. It was the closest person 
to Saul, his son Jonathan, that told David his father's intent to kill him and helped him get away from his enemy. It was the closest person. It was the closest person to Saul, his son Jonathan, that told David his father's intent to kill him. And he helped him help David get away. It's that closest person. Like I just said a few minutes ago, like uh, blood, some people feel like blood is thicker than water. And then friends are thicker than blood, that sort of thing. But he obviously seen the evil. And how do you think that that made Jonathan feel? Knowing that his father had this evil intent to get rid of or to kill his friend. Then we go to this one here, the last one. Remember your struggles. Remember what happened. Remember your own struggles. There were some of us that that struggled with love versus hate, strife, you know, hatred in our heart, revenge. I could say I was one of those persons that was bitter. We struggle every day to continue loving those who refuse to love us back. So sometimes we have to reminisce on how God was and is patient with you, yourself, us, while we seek to understand his love and apply it daily, even in difficult situations. Even in difficult situations, when I look at God and creation and the word of God, I always think of the word choice. Yes, we ask God, God, help me to love. God, give me the spirit of love. But we have to choose it too. We have to intentionally make that choice to choose love. So we remember this and how God was and is patient with us while we seek to understand his love and apply it daily to difficult situations. That's when, that's when we begin to learn to look beyond a person's fault and see a need. We see a need. We see a condition or state of mind that lacks the know-how and or necessities to rise above their current state. They just don't know how to do it. When we begin to think about us, those of us that struggled with that, that internalized that in us, and we look back and we're no longer like that. It's not that we're not tempted by it. Yes, we are tempted by it. But we look back in happiness to say that I'm not where I was. I'm no longer there. I'm progressing. I'm progressing. I'm moving forward. Sometimes reminiscent is very good to do. It's good to do. So I'm going to leave this here. Stand strong. And appreciate that God has given you the spirit of love. Avoid your enemies. Jesus did. Sometimes we have to avoid them. I've seen situations where people pair people up and try to push them together. You gotta, you gotta learn to accept one another. You gotta accept that person. You got to. 
I don't have to accept someone that refuses to love. I don't have to accept the behavior. I don't have to accept that. And I, I, I also have a choice if I want to linger or be around that person. Some people can do that. Some people can, they, they can come together despite their differences and yet love each other in spite of and learn and understand their friendship where they understand that my friend is this external behavior that they're dealing with is, is, is something deep on the inside. Sometimes we're able to sit down and we're able to talk to people that are experiencing that and they're receptive to hear us. But then there are those that are not. And so Jesus got away from them too. I'm going to leave the scripture with you. Hatred strives, stri- I'm sorry, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers and overwhelms all transgressions, forgiving and overlooking another's fault. Proverbs 10 and 12. Thank you for listening to my podcast.